When you're running a sale in Shopify, you create coupon codes, right? That's just one more thing for your customers to deal with. What if instead you could automate price changes and promotions? That's exactly what Bold's product discount app does. It's one of my longtime favorites from Bold, and if you need to run any kind of sale, this is the app to do it. You can run sales by hand-selecting products, a collection, a vendor, a product type, or even the entire store. And when you run sales, you can schedule them to start and stop at certain times. And there's an, even an option to put a live countdown timer on the products on sale. So it's perfect for daily deals. Sale ends in 4 hours, 3 minutes, 21 seconds, and counting. Imagine the urgency this can create. So one of the automation features I really like is this app's ability to put sale icons and badges on sale products, then automatically tag them when it puts them on sale, and remove the tag when they're off sale. So this lets me create a clearance or deals of the day section by making a Shopify collection where the product tag equals daily deal, and then the product automatically appears and disappears from it when it's on and off sale. And these sales pages are consistently one of the most visited pages on the stores that have them. So from power hour sales, daily deals, countdown timers, clearance corners, and more, just about every store can benefit from some kind of sale that this app can run. Before your next sale, grab it free for 60 days at ethercycle.com bold. That's ethercycle.com bold. Additional support for the unofficial Shopify podcast comes from SEO Manager. You know the benefit of SEO. The higher you rank in search engines, the more visitors your store will have. And more visitors means more sales, which means more money in your pocket. But how do you do that? That's where SEO Manager comes in. It helps Shopify store owners get found in search engines. And it's trusted by thousands of Shopify stores. It leads the market in both innovation and usability. And it's no wonder. SEO Manager adds an entire suite of tools to help attract new customers by fully optimizing your store. So here's a few of my favorites. It scans your site for SEO issues, offers keyword suggestions, adds structured data support, analyzes missing pages and redirects, and it even integrates with Kit, Shopify's personal marketing assistant. And that's not all. It does a whole bunch of more stuff. All of these things will help you to be easily found in Google and other search engines. And best of all, it's easy to get started. You can launch SEO Manager on your store in minutes, and their friendly support team is always on standby if you need help. Plus, as a special offer to our listeners, you can get SEO Manager right now for 10% off forever. Sign up at seomanager.com unofficial. That's seomanager.com slash unofficial. Design is a really personal thing for most Shopify merchants. I'll often compare it to something like landscaping. You know, you uh, need to hire a professional. It's not something you typically want to rush or cheap out on, especially if you want it done right. And ultimately, you do it because you want people to be impressed or even envious when they stop by for a visit. That's, that is beautiful, and that is our cold open. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Unofficial Shopify Podcast. I'm your host, Gerd Elster, recording live, not live, pre-recording, I'm an idiot, recording live with Chris Pointer from the fifth floor of the professional building in Old Orchard Mall in scenic Skokie, Illinois. All right, it's not quite scenic, but it's better than nothing. I got some trees and I could see the city skyline. It's cool. <laughs> and today, Chris is, is one of my, my wonderful colleagues uh, within the Shopify ecosystem. Like me, he also runs a Shopify exclusive design and development agency. And I fully and readily admit, I would say he is he's a good two years ahead of me in, in career path and is an inspiration and really um, last year uh, took me under his wing a little bit. Really, I, I greatly appreciated it. And 
<laughs> Chris does not. It's something, something interesting that we have in common. Both of us have tons of design experience and do design work and are loathe, not loathe, but uh, are reticent to refer to ourselves as like as designers, as the most designy people, because there's so much weird things that go on around design. And here, let me put this in context for Shopify merchants. When we're you're setting up your store. You got to set up, find your product, and set up your store, and then you have to find a theme and set up the theme. And uh, that's that's the part that kills most people. That's the hard part is set doing the theme setup. Why? Because design is freaking hard, and people recognize innately when they you try to do it yourself that design is valuable, right? Because we've got if you look at Amazon and you go, oh, that's not the most amazing design. Yeah, but it's a valuable design. I mean, they can make a button change that will literally result in millions of dollars additional revenue in a day. That's how valuable design could be. So we have to divorce it from this subjective idea. But how do we break down design? How do we talk about it in a way where it's not not stuffy and obnoxious? And like, we don't want to do that. We don't want to be the gatekeeping designers on Dribble. But we also, just a design community, um, we also don't want to be the people who are totally subjective. Where we're like, well, my dog doesn't like blue, so it can't be blue, right? Like sometimes design is just done in service to the individual who owns it. So here's a great anecdote of that happening. Facebook is blue because Mark Zuckerberg is colorblind. Now that, that works because it makes it very accessible, but it was done in service to him. So on this episode, we're going to demystify design a little bit. We're going to talk about why it matters, but more importantly, you know, why should you care? How do you divorce it? When we say good, what do we mean? All that good stuff and how to approach it. Chris Pointer, thank you for joining me. Where are you, where are you joining us from, sir? Thanks, Kurt. Um, I'm based in Ottawa. I have an agency here that um, we've been working as a Shopify partner uh, kind of since the beginning, uh, since Shopify more or less started a partner program we were involved and uh and been just kicking uh kicking the can down the road doing uh you know amazing shopify design and build sense learning uh growing and uh and helping lots of awesome merchants make more money and you have some huge names in your portfolio what's what's the big one what's a couple of the ones you're most proud of the big one that we might know um well most proud and big ones are not necessarily uh mutually exclusive but uh New York times um the New York Times, uh, Death, Death Wish Coffee uh, was another really big one a few years ago. They uh, they kind of uh, were a huge startup and, and, and uh, a product startup, and they won a Super Bowl commercial and made tons of money and uh, have a great business. Um, we have, you know, a, a number of uh, apparel uh, merchants that work with us. One of the big ones, uh, MMA Warehouse, and uh, they have a couple of, uh, you know, white-labeled brands as well that they uh they work um, on and, 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 you know, they have probably a, um, uh, one of the lar- largest uh, Shopify Plus stores initially. Uh, since then, obviously, Plus is, um, um, has some massive brands on, but um, they're a pretty, pretty big homegrown. Actually, they're a Chicago-based uh, uh, brand. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, to give you an idea of, of how small a world it is, Deathwish Coffee has been on has been on this show. You are down the street from actual Shopify HQ and... MMA Warehouse, my first e-commerce job, TH Motorsports in Northbrook, Illinois, was literally two or three offices down from the original MMA Warehouse office. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Small world, man. So Very small world, yeah. All of these things, the thing that all those sites you rattled off, New York Times, MMA Warehouse, Death Wish Coffee, all of them are incredibly well designed. So when we talk about design as it relates to Shopify, what the heck are we talking about here, Chris? Well, there's there's probably a few different um, things 
under the umbrella of design when it comes to uh, e-commerce and, and web design in general. You have kind of your um, general look and feel, how the uh, the customer, you know, once they land on the site, how they feel about the experience. You have the technical kind of user experience, um, design, navigation, buttons, all that stuff. Um, and then you have the brand implementation. So taking their existing brand and um, making it look beautiful and at the same time work really well within the constraints of desktop and mobile browsing. I like it. I think I think what I'm hearing is design is, is a way to showcase your, your content. And in this case, your content is your products. And if we could do that, we can get people, we need to do it in service to both the customer and the brand. We're balancing these things. So we got to get people to who land on the site. We need to figure it out. We need to help them get to the right product as soon as possible, as fast as possible, and do it in a way that, that fits the brand. So I tend to do is like, content first, what do we got here? What are we trying to showcase? What are we trying to do? What are we trying to achieve? And then, you know, how do we, how do, we do that? How do we make it easy for the customer? And, all right, so typography, colors, logo, that's our brand stuff. That's our brand guidelines. Let's make it fit within that ecosystem where we might have multiple touch points with a brand. And that could be like, you know, digital like email or non-digital like man, they've got a pop-up store somewhere that we gotta we gotta make sure is is coherent with this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and there's a lot of um, opinion and a lot of uh, many decisions that go into the all of those um, those different aspects of of design and and um, you know it's it's very common for merchants to be very very uh, involved in the design process. Not so much in the development process because the design is something that's exciting and very like um, real to them, and um, they feel that they know their customers very well, and the design is a way for them to extend uh, themselves or how they perceive their brand to their customers. And we, you know, do our best to try to take that um, uh, goal and that um, uh, you know aim to take your own opinions about your own business and craft them in a way that allows your customers to really see who you are, what you're selling, and why they should buy it from you. I think that really, that absolutely defines my follow-up, that answers my follow-up question, which was going to be, aside from being pretty and stroking a designer's ego, right? Like I want, as a designer, you put yourself into it, you want to be proud of it. But, you know, why does it matter and why should I care as a merchant? And I think think you answered it. Yeah, I mean, everybody has favorite websites. Everybody has... um, sites that they go to and they're like, wow, this is, this, you know, grabs me on an emotional level. Um, it also helps me locate, find whatever the product is I need as soon as possible. And, um, and, you know, then all the other kind of brand elements as well that make you feel good about working with a particular, um, company or brand. So, yeah. Um, so when we say, when we say good design, what do we mean? I mean, is it in, is it all subjective or are there hard and fast rules where you can go, this is good and this is bad? Well, I can certainly tell you <laughs> what I feel is good and what is bad. And I'm sure a lot of other designers can uh, also do the same. But how do you know? It, at the, how do you do it? It, it, it really is um, experience. Like I've been a designer for 15 years, uh, like a actual um, uh, that is my trade. But, um, you know, I've always had kind of a, an eye for aesthetics and um uh it just i guess has provided me with the confidence to be able to dictate to people who are less focused on design where i feel you know we should make 
changes or we should implement ideas. Um, but to be honest, you know, I, I di once did uh, a large portion of the design and that's kind of how the business started. But the design team here now, um, you know, they kind of uh, have run with it and they, they knock it out. Uh, every, every store has kind of an original design and very well thought out user experience. And, and so, um, you know, I, I may not be as, uh, what, you know, as, as uh, proper to answer that question as, you know, some of the other members of the team. So in your, okay, so you said you started, you're doing a lot of design, you've got all this experience, now you've built a design team, so you've got people who are even better than you doing it, which really is is a, a wonderful feeling as a leader. Um, how would you say that if someone is good at design, period, are they just good at all design? Do you feel within Pointer Creative, do you have a niche in design? Well, we, we usually... Um, separate projects into a few different categories. So one would be like a marketplace site. So a la Amazon style, um, you know, huge product catalog, um, lots of uh, collections, uh, intense navigation. Um, then we have like a, what we call a brochure site. So something that's a bit more uh, pared down, a bit more focused on the product and uh, a lot more beautiful. Um, you can take, you know, some, some uh, design, opportunities with a brochure site that you couldn't necessarily do with a marketplace site. So, um, you know, those are kind of the two styles that we do and we much prefer the brochure style because it allows us to be the most creative and it allows us to really push the envelope of, um, really showing that product or the, that series of products at, in the best light possible and execute the brand, um, you know, in a way that is quite moving and emotional and, and, uh, and really, it, as it was intended. I like that. As it showed emotional and as it was intended. You're right. I loathe doing um, what you described rightly as marketplace sites because they're they're tough and they're soulless versus brochure site. Okay, now we could pull all the tools out of our toolbox and really really deep dive and go to work on it. Um, which means, but the challenge the challenge is with mar sorry with marketplace sites is the challenge is also to make them beautiful, and I think that that's sometimes a bigger, um, you know, uh, a challenge for a designer is, okay, I can make a beautiful marketplace, I mean a beautiful brochure site, but how do we make this marketplace site look great, um, function well, specifically on mobile because it's such an enormous, uh, you know. Um, suite of products and pages and and all that stuff so uh yeah it's it's it definitely um it's harder but uh also a, a bigger opportunity i think yeah okay so let's say at this point i'm now i'm a merchant and i that this, i think i'm a little more i know the importance of design at this point i know a little more like all right i get why i need to care about this I'm still so like I still don't know how I achieve it. How do I bridge? Let's say I have a vision in my head of what I want to achieve with my design. I know where I want to go with it. How do I communicate that to a design team or how do I try to achieve it myself? Well, there's kind of two ways. One would be um, you know, obviously the way we started um the way a lot of uh partners on Shopify started, which was uh customizing a theme. Um, there's a lot of great themes out there and, uh, with very minimal design, um, opportunities, you can, you know, you can make it look very customized and branded. Um, but the real, uh, approach to it would be a custom design, uh, something that's very on brand and very, um, dialed into your customer base and how they shop and how they, 
um, you know, interact with you. And there are a lot of things uh, on how you would do that. But I think the first one uh, would be to take what you had stated earlier, which was like, you think you have a, a, an idea of what you want to do and throw that out the window. Um, I think that it's very important to be open-minded when you go into a, a design process with an agency. Um, they're going to bring a lot of different ideas to the table. And although you should share your ideas, you should be open to kind of um, working with them on a, a mixed approach because they're going to bring a lot of different perspectives and a lot of different ideas to the table that um, are basically created by people who don't know your brand as well as you do if you're the merchant. And um, it's important to not discount that and not believe that you only kind of know how your customers are because the design team that you're hiring they or the designer you're hiring, they are seeing your brand possibly for the first time. So that should be indicative of how a person interacts with your brand for the first time. Uh, in fact, somebody who probably has great taste. And so you want to, um, you want to listen to what they have to say and you want to essentially trust them. Building that trust is a uh, key. Major key alert. Uh, <laughs> yes. No, you're right. That's, that's where people get tripped up is to th- they'll, this is the scariest thing you can hear as a designer is, well, I can't tell you what I want this site to look like, but I'll know it when I see it. At which point you're like, all right, so I'm supposed to just throw stuff against the wall until one of them moves you emotionally. Like that is the, the scariest thing you could possibly say to a designer. Um, but you're right. There, I that's very that's uncommon for me to hear that. The more common thing I think that happens is uh, merchants, and it happens to everybody. It happens to me in my own business. Is you can't see the forest through the trees because you spend more time on your own website than literally anybody else, right? And more time with your brand than literally anyone else. So you quickly, you lose sight of it. And you th- like re- you think you know what your, how your, your audience, your customers perceive it. But the reality is it probably, if you actually press someone on this, they go, well, how do you know? And they go, well, I just know. Then it's a best guess, right? It, you don't actually know. Um, and that's where it can be incredibly refreshing to have it like take what you think you know and communicate that to a, a design team and have them do it. One of uh, we redesigned our agency site at the beginning of this year, uh, ethercycle.com, and it <coughs> when we did that, uh, I hired someone else to do the logo design. Oh my gosh, best decision I ever made. I had an idea. We communicated what we <laughs> wanted. We said we want it to look like the we want it to uh, be to invoke the '80s NES game Outrun. <laughs> and that, like, that was how we communicated it. And oh my gosh, it worked! Like, we absolutely got what we wanted. I'm thrilled to death with it. Um, but that was, I, th- I don't know where I was going with that anecdote exactly. But <laughs> I think you just wanted to plug your brand. I or, did. Yeah, yeah, I got, I got my plug in. Um, okay, so backing up early in that statement, you said that the, I think you implied. Well, you said early on people start with uh, customizing a theme, so. Mm-hmm. And you later said, well, if you really want to get what you want, have something truly beautiful you got to use, build a custom theme. So the, the jumping ahead a little bit, but are all the best themes all custom? Is that the only I way? Mean, a custom theme is the, the only way to get the – that's the holy grail. It it will give you the best on-brand experience possible. And, uh, you know, as I have said to merchants before, like uh, themes are a great – um, option to prove a concept and to prove that your business, um, you know, does well and, and customers, you know, can find what they need in the navigation and testing all that stuff. But to really kind of uh, encompass your brand, it's, 
extend it, um, a custom theme would be the best way to do that. And, and it really allows you to get anything you want. Um, and also it allows your shop not to look like, uh, let's at best guess say 10,000 other shops out there. Uh, you may not be on this shop, um, because they sell hubcaps and you sell coffee beans, but, um, you know, maybe your customer has, and when they navigate from one to the other, they may notice that. And, and I don't really think that that's the best, um, possible brand experience when they arrive on the site and it looks original and it's, um, uh, you know, kind of dialed in for them. I think that's where you're going to get the best, best outcome. You know what? I have to agree with that. So I think what happens here, we've got early on, you want to validate the idea, right? You want to make sure you've got your product market fit works before you spend a ton of money on this. And the solution is, Mm -hmm. well, A, we want to get to market as fast as possible. It just flat out is going to be faster, um, faster, cheaper by, you know, a factor of 10 to use an existing premium theme. And you can even customize it. And oftentimes that's what we see happen is you're like, all right, we're going to get on Shopify. Well, we don't want to start with a free theme. We'll get a good premium theme. All right, cool. So you grab Turbo. Turbo is really quite a good, good, um, wonderful premium theme because it's got a ton of sections. It's very flexible. Um, <laughs> so I, I like Turbo a lot. And we, we've talked about it on the show, no secret. Um, and once you've got Turbo, all right, then what will happen is as you get into the business, as things start to scale, you're like, well, shit, I need X, Y, and Z. So now you start adding the apps and you're starting to customize the theme. And then a year after you've started with whatever that was, one day it occurs to you, geez, we are just either like we're putting lipstick on a pig here because the thing gets crufty with all these customizations and changes and apps and it's hard to get the code out. The thing starts slowing down and it starts looking strange. And that's when you know, all right, it's time to go to a custom theme. And I don't know what the revenue is where it makes sense to do it, but you know, what should I expect to pay for a custom theme? Because a premium theme, like Turbo is... A, a very expensive premium theme at a whopping $300. Um, use code PODCAST20 if you want to get 20% off of that. Thank you, Brad. And the, you know, and then how much you're going to spend in customizing it and then apps to extend it, you know, you could easily rack up thousands to do it. Um, when, what, what should I expect to pay for a, a custom theme, for custom design, custom development? And I know the answer is so the- it depends... How much does a car cost? What? How long is a piece of string, et cetera? Yeah, I mean, the at the end of the day, um, the design cost is part of the the overall um, cost of working with an agency. So there's a discovery period where we learn about your your product or your your company um, and discuss with you in great detail how to present it, how to best merchandise the store. Um, then there's a design period, obviously the development of that custom theme and then, um, any kind of, uh, customized apps or, um, uh, you know, specific after, uh, market add-ons and all of those stages are definitely a lot more intensive than if you were just propping up a theme. So, you know, with that comes time and a lot of it is just coming down to the fact that it takes more time, um, to make a custom theme. And it's just like you said, if somebody wants, um, you know, a Land Rover, then they're going to save up their money and buy a Land Rover. And if somebody wants a Kia, then they're going to go out and they're going to finance a Kia. And it's it's fine. It doesn't matter which way you go. But um, I think the people that want to have a custom look and feel, then they 
save up or they have that money allocated for it. And that could probably range anywhere between, you know, let's say $20,000 and $100,000 could be much more north of that. It's just a matter of how um, in-depth you want your site to be, uh, how many mock-ups, how many um, pages do you want to see exactly how it's going to look, or do you want the general homepage, uh, collection page, product page mock-up, and then you want to essentially trust us to you know, build out the rest of the pages, or do you want to see exactly what your FAQ page was going to look like? If so, there's design time associated with that. So um, the cost isn't isn't really anything other than a, a starting point. Uh, all right, I'm going to put a figure out. So for us to do a theme setup, you can spend, <laughs> all right, you spend 300 bucks on a theme. Well, let's say you set it up yourself. Probably not the best idea. Let a professional do it just because they have touched, in theory, hundreds of Shopify stores. Um, and for us, it's four grand. Four grand, I will set up your theme. All, in, all uh, inclusive other than the theme license cost. If you want me to design, develop, build an entirely custom theme that fits your brand, this is going to start at 30 grand. And depending on what kind of functionality features you want in there, it can go up, or uh, it may may go down, but not not much. But it, it can certainly go up from there. Um, the most expensive theme project we did, like 50, 60 grand, um, really quite involved. And after the fact, I thought, gee, I didn't charge enough for that because it was really the custom theme work can get tremendously in depth. Um, but I love this car analogy for this. It makes a lot of sense. So think about it. if I've got my my custom premium theme. I can go out today. I could buy a two-year-old Ford Fusion. It will cost me, you know, loaded nineteen grand. That car, cool. It's got everything. It is the ultimate dad sedan, right? For you know, nineteen thousand U.S. dollars used, perfect. But I can also go out and I could buy any number of used exotic cars. Maybe I, I get crazy and I spend you know seventy, eighty grand on a used Bentley, or I spend a quarter million on a brand new Bentley, right? Fundamentally. All three of those options take you from point A to point B. That's all a car. It's got four wheels, a motor. It's in the same place, same configuration, right? But no one in their right mind would argue with you that these things are equivalent. Is and if I pay twenty grand for the, you know, say I pay twenty grand for the used sedan, or I pay two hundred grand for the new Bentley, is the Bentley ten times better than the Ford? No, not necessarily. It's not, but. I mean, there's all kinds of subjective intrinsic value in that thing. And it is certainly going to be a better experience driving it, owning it, going to the dealership. And that's the thing you're getting with the custom theme. You're getting you're you're getting an a, a experience for you when you go with the agency to design and develop this thing. It is tailored to you, to your brand, to what you need to best serve your customers. And for the customers, it is going to be the best experience possible. It will be the best expression of your brand. I came up with all this just now on the fly. What do you think? I think it's uh it's pretty accurate. I mean, with the, you know, without this going into uh, or down the road of being a car podcast, I, let, I think it's very yeah, accurate. Yeah, no, let's in, go there. I like the car specific- podcast. <laughs> no, go ahead. <laughs> well, well, specifically, um, when it comes down to the quality of parts, right? So, um, you know, obviously in a Bentley, you're going to have uh, the quality of the the craftsmanship metal. There's going to be the craftsmanship. The steering wheel on a Bentley. Uh, some dude hand stitched that. Some dude spent an entire day, maybe more than one day, hand stitching the leather to the damn steering wheel. The Ford is probably molded plastic. Exactly, and 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 so with that, um, obviously comes a cost. Um, but as you said, you get to know, you get to pick which leather you want on the steering wheel. You get to um, you know almost have any uh, choice regarding any topic um, or any any aspect of the site. But it 
I think what else you pay for is the fact that that Bentley starts every time. And um, in our case, when you're paying for a, a project with Pointer, you are paying for the outcome, which is a beautiful design and, and a you know a very robust um, development uh, of the of this uh, theme. But you're also paying for something to be on time, on budget. You're also uh, paying for support with uh, our account managers and really an experienced team. So when you have a a new car company, they uh, may not be as reliable as a company that's been around for a hundred years. So it's, it's not one of those apples to apples situations almost ever. Right. Right. No, absolutely. Um, Okay. So with (laughs) whether I want, whether I've got the, you know, I'm trying to validate this thing and I've got the budget for a premium theme. If I'm doing that, you know, I want to communicate my goals, but in that situation, I probably want to leave more up to the designer and let them put me in the best possible position to succeed with it. With a custom theme, in theory, I'm not starting from zero with the custom theme. It's an existing validated business. That's the phrase I like to use, validated. We know they've got their product market fit, and they know what their, their pain points, their bottlenecks are. So you know, they've got more experience. We want to listen to them more with it. How, how do I communicate what I'm looking for with my design. So the process we usually take with a merchant um, is we ask to have them submit a list of sites that they like, a list of competitors they envy, a list of competitors that they um, don't like, obviously. And with that, we are able to deduce an approach that um, will be in line with what their expectations are uh, definitely not deliver things that are uh, in line with, with what their competition is doing if it's something that they don't like. And it helps us get a general um, uh, sense of the look and feel that they're going for when they submit sites that they you know, really admire. I love this idea. It is absolutely what I do now. Um, we say you know, it's easy, and it's whether, whether you're doing a custom theme or a premium theme. Oftentimes, people already have these in mind, and you say, you know, what's a great way to figure out and communicate design is pick some sites you like and then say, try and figure out, okay, what it is, what is it that you like about them? And that's the thing that people often don't know, again, because design is subjective and it kind of elicits emotion. And we, that's where the, the real power of, of having, um, of working with a designer and that experience is, is helping them help you communicate what it is you like about that. So I'll have like, and that's where I'll ask for, you want multiple sites. And I look because the person doesn't necessarily they don't have the design language, so they can't necessarily communicate to you what it is. And it can be very frustrating for them if you don't have empathy as a designer. So you have to say, all right, what do you like about? Give me three sites, two sites you like, three sites you like, and a competitor site. All right, and you know what, what do you like about these? And I'm like, well, I, I think I like that it's clean. And and then you look at the sites and you go, okay, it's very it's light, it's very white, it's minimal. And so now uh, there's our our design language, minimal. It's got a lot of white space. It breathes, and it's uh, as far as fonts. It's this very like monochrome muted color palette, and their typography. They're going with you know. There's these humanist humanist fonts, and they're sans serif. Like that's all design language that I could suss out. That I could pull that out of their what they like and their their inspiration. So you're right. Having this core group of inspirational sites is a great way to communicate what you're looking for. What? Um, well, did I get that right? Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I mean. 
I think that you should give a, a certain amount of credit to the design team that's working with the merchant and working with, if you're the merchant working with you, because it's up to them to deduce that information, to ask the right questions. And if they're not asking the right questions, that's probably a pretty big red flag that they don't know how to approach the situation properly. But um, yeah, asking about exactly all the things I mentioned earlier, as well as talking about the content. So uh, whether it's product content or site content, um, it's really important to have a full 360 degree view of every aspect. So when we talk to a merchant, we say, please send us like if they're existing on another platform, send us a example of your most complex product and a example of your most complex kind of content page, because that's going to um, allow us to figure out how are we going to present this information? How are we going to, um, you know, provide the necessary uh, uh, user experience on the product page for this complex thing? So in, you know, one case I'm thinking of, we did a, um, it's kind of a, a sleep aid and a, and a awake aid. So it's called like, it's called power on and power off. There's two products, um, yin and yang, if you will. And when they came to us, they have, they had an amazing amount of content that they needed to organize. And so we organized it through, you know, not just icons and, uh, titles and illustrations and navigation, but um, we broke it up into a, a way that works really well um, to sell this product and to make it easy for the customer to understand the benefits. So these are things that you would never be able to achieve achieve with a theme because it's it's more than user experience design. It's like you're you're breaking down the content to make sure this is what you know the customer. Uh, type is looking for when they first arrive, but here's all the additional information that they'll also, you know, want to na- navigate through. Um, and you, like I said, you you would be pulling out your hair to try to s- make a theme do that when you could just work with an agency to build it from scratch. And what was the the nutrition site? I've seen it before. I remember thinking it was the coolest thing. Is Modus Nutrition, right? No, it's called it's called PowerOnPowerOff.com. PowerOnPowerOff.com. All right, hold on. Let me fire that up. Yeah, I want, yes, I want to include this in the show notes because it, this is an example of like, all right, here's where you would either have a, a theme in which the homepage at the very least is entirely custom to make this work. Um, but it's such a cool example of if you're having trouble visualizing or wrapping your head around like, man, what do I need a custom theme for? I can have, I could start with a premium theme. That's good enough. And then whatever I could dream up, we could cut, do, build custom. No, no, no. Check out. This this power on power off thing, um, as an example, and it is the coolest thing. Or, uh, yeah, one of our recent um, custom themes was "Can you handle bar that makes beard oil?" But they have a tremendous focus on content creation, and so there's tons and tons of content we had to make work. And that there's no way that theme works as anything other than custom, be for two reasons. It like it, it is built custom entirely around their content, just as this is, and built around like power on power off is built around that customer path um you know you're upfront like yeah you just go well this looks cool but it's more than that it is forcing customers to segment themselves into what they're looking for right up front because these are two very different things we have a pill that's going to in- improve your cognitive acuity and a pill that's going to help you sleep that's very different tasks quite quite a 180 um that's quite but the the yeah. the actual uh, presentation of the of the um, the product makes it easy because it's it's presented in a way that it's consistent. So the the customer can go through and say, okay, this page 
navigates exactly like the other product page because you know at its core the product is the same kind of supplement um and 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 so it, it makes it recognizable and, and easy to navigate but again the next next level of that uh, custom design is then taking all of this really really in-depth medical you know uh, very detailed information and um making it work well on mobile and that's the you know another example of where just stuffing content into a theme doesn't really work um, you really need to use the user experience or the mobile user experience to your advantage on how things um, interact and um, again that's what you are essentially paying for when you work with an agency and it oh this site is so quite extraordinary really i'm adding it to the show notes right now because it's so cool the other, another example i wanted to just touch on is like another um, product line is uh, we're working with on for merchant is uh, firearms so they they sell very uh, complex customized rifles for um, uh, you know essentially by athletes and with that level of customization when you're purchasing whether it's it's parts for your rifle or you're purchasing full out builds um, the variance and the complexity of the product page is just you know enormous and out of the box, Shopify doesn't really provide that um, level of detail in their product templates. You and the theme just kind of builds off of, off that functionality. So you use a custom theme to kind of take it to the next level. Uh, really have the ability, or an app for that matter, but uh, really um, have the ability to make these product pages work exactly uh, the way your product needs them to. No, absolutely. Uh, okay, so. How do I find these inspirational sites? Because it, it really, it's, it's, it's even for me, it's tough to find. Like if I have to go dig up, like, all right, here's, I've, in my head, I know, all right, I need, like, this is the vertical, this is the style, this is the layout. Like I got to go find something that fits when I'm trying to find something inspirational. And it could be, and it has to be on Shopify. Oh my gosh, that, that really makes things quite difficult. How do I do, how do I go out and find those, those beautiful inspirational sites? Well, you can take the same approach that our design team does, which is essentially look for inspiration through uh, a bunch of different sites online. Um, these are kind of inspiration galleries or design galleries. Um, and there's a whole bunch of them that are popping up that are focused on um, e-commerce specifically, which is really, really helpful. Uh, there's beautifulstores.com, there's ecom.design, and commercecream.com. And there's a bunch of other ones. There's awards, there's a, you know, you, you name it. Um, and it really helps you to to go through these sites and really figure out what your style is and provide those examples to the agency or to the designer or developer you're working with so that they know this is the user experience I'm looking for, this is the level of creativity I'm looking for, this is the level of color, cool type type treatment or whatever. Um, on some of the sites they focus, they have the ability to filter by Shopify or by Magento or whatever platform you're on. Uh, Commerce Cream, which is actually a side project of mine, um, we are 100% focused on Shopify and Shopify Plus sites. So you can go there and you'll only see beautiful stores, uh, beautiful sites that are created on Shopify and Shopify Plus. 100% the best, like you rattled off several. I don't care about any of them except for Commerce Cream. And I appreciate you like you rattled off the others because, you know, Commerce Cream is yours. You got to plug it. Um, but it's it is, it's the best by far. So I'm not even including the others in the show notes. We're going straight to Commerce Cream. What happened? Why did you create this thing? Well, 
in a way it was it was basically an extension of the research that we do often and we're trying to find the the best sites um and then on top of that if we can find the best sites that are built on shopify because that will allow you to know what's possible and what's not possible versus looking at some site that was built on a custom solution that you would never be able to achieve that on shopify but just because they did it that's it it's it's (laughs) knowing what isn't isn't possible like it is more than just well, yeah, these color, this color palette's cool. I'm gonna do something like that. No, no, no. It's f- no, going. Oh my gosh, you can do that on Shopify. Like that's the reaction I want to have when I'm looking for something. That's when I know I'm inspired. Where I go, oh shit, I didn't even know that was possible. Like that's the cool part. Um, yeah, and I think that's the- really the magic of looking at. Like, yeah, it's great design. Yeah, it's only on Shopify. Go find the thing that you're like, oh, that's perfect for me. I didn't even and it. I didn't even know I could do that. And that's why you don't want to limit your creativity to what you could come up with because you don't know what you don't know until you go looking at these other sites. We have filtered all of these sites by Shopify and Shopify Plus. And if you see something done on a, one of the, sh- the sites that we feature on Commerce Cream and it happens to be tagged as a Shopify Plus store, it's a good bet that if you want that functionality, you will also need to uh, be on Shopify Plus. Makes sense. Uh, oh yeah, what's wonderful is I see <laughs> I see a whole bunch of my my colleagues in here, uh, we make websites. It's phenomenal. And, and Fuel Made, we've got stuff from them in here. Um, and what's uh, a pointer, of course. Uh, some good stuff in here. BVXL, yeah, there's, there's the other one. Yeah, lots, the, of, the, lots of good stuff. There is a, the one amazing thing about um, the Shopify ecosystem is the partners are just some of the most talented folks I've I've ever met. Um, you know, I've been doing this for a long time and, and I've seen kind of the agencies develop and um, the people that are getting into the space, they, they're they not just getting into it to make money. They are getting into it because they are passionate about um, designing and developing for e-commerce and helping merchants, you know, create the best possible experience. And a lot of the the agencies that we feature on here are the legacy agencies that uh, have been doing it really well consistently since the beginning. Um, you mentioned Fuel Made. You know, uh, Carson does amazing work over there. Carson BVA, McComas, yeah. yeah uh, BVA, Dylan Whitman, they, BVXA, BVXL. They're, they're an awesome, awesome agency. Um, you know, there's a whole bunch of them. Um, Wonder Sauce, uh, Red Antler. Um, you know, these are larger agencies, but um, but still doing quality Shopify work. And we make websites over in the UK. They're they're killing it. Um, you know, it's it's really awesome to see these. Um, partners that all work within the same constraints that we do. So it's almost like a a level playing field from a development standpoint. And then the design is as, you know, as amazing as you can dream, it can be created. So. All right. So you've said it all, but recapping here, this is what I'm getting. Custom themes are the only way to achieve the the one true way to achieve exactly 100% what you want. But when we think about it in terms of budget, and experience, really, it's like, all right, the custom theme is your Rolls Royce of themes. And for the most part, you know, you, that's not what, probably not what you want to start out with. You want to first validate it. You want to get to market fast. So you probably want to start with a, just grab a premium theme, go with that, customize it, get the experience. And when you know, once you've, you've validated your, your store, your product market fit, and you know what features you need, and you've got your content nailed down, ah, that, now you're in the best position to say, okay, Let's invest in a custom experience for the brand for our customers with a custom design and development theme. And the like you're gonna get exactly what you want, and you're not gonna have the bloated theme or the bloated code from a custom theme. That's one of the things, like an unsung advantage here is you've got 
a custom theme has to be everything to everyone, and there's a lot of cruft in there. Because oftentimes, by the time you get the theme, you're on like version 10 of whatever theme, but really it was built on like the previous theme, and like the, the amount of, of stuff that ends up in these themes is quite extraordinary. Whereas a custom theme, all that garbage is going to get stripped out, assuming someone you know did it right, um, which in this case we would assume is the case. Uh, <laughs> so once I get there, whether I'm, I, if I'm hiring a firm, a design firm to do this for me, whether it's the custom theme or the premium theme, I need that inspiration. I need a collection of some sites where I go, this is what I want, this is what I love. And that's where um, these design showcase sites come in handy. So it's more than just, because we see it often limited to, if you ask someone this question, like, what sites do you like? And it's going to be limited to, like, stuff, either, you know, sites they visit in their personal life or site their competitor sites, like stuff they ran across. Whereas um, a a curated site like Commerce Cream is going to let you expand out into, hey, like, here's a bunch of sites. They're all on Shopify. They're all really extraordinary design. Check it out and, and pick a couple of your favorites. And you can also get a sense of the all the agencies that are working on Shopify and the ones who are building these. So the, That's true. the thing about it's the hard to know, like, how do I find ecosystem? the right person for yeah. this? Well, here, there, it's like, if you like what they built here. There's there's so many, yeah, there's so many uh, agencies and, and, and partners out there that it's very, very um, daunting for merchants to try to pick a, a person to go with. And so I, I really recommend that um, two, thi- two things happen. They, uh, you know, check out the, the agencies and the work that's done on Commerce Cream. And they also are very honest with the agencies that they speak with. And they say, you know, I, I have no experience working with an agency. I really need you to help me through this process. Or, um, you know, I do have this level of proficiency in e-commerce and I, um, I would like to uh, improve on these aspects. So it, it's really, it's key is, um, is to being, you know, very forthcoming with your experience and trusting the agency that you decide upon that they're going to come at this with, um, you know, the best possible intentions and uh, really with a, a, a viewpoint that you may not have that is going to be extremely valuable. Chris, I, I love it because I, in any relationship, it is critical to have honesty and communication. And that's what your, your advice really is when you go to hire an agency, whether you're spending a few thousand or tens of thousands, just be honest with your level of experience and your expectations and be open. Let them help you through it. And that, I think, is going to help people. If someone approaches us with that, it's like, all right, you're already in the running for favorite client status. And that's the, <laughs> the best you could hope for. Um, so, yeah, that, that's fantastic. Chris, thank you. Thank you, Kurt. It's been, uh, it's been a dream of mine <laughs> Where uh, <laughs> to speak with you. Oh, what, we text all the time. What are you talking about? I'm just kidding. Um, I'll text you more now. You're in trouble. So where, where can people go to learn more about you? Um, so my agency, pointercreative.com, uh, and you can find us at pointercreative.com or at the Shopify uh, Experts uh, Agency directory under uh, experts.shopify.com slash pointer. And you can also uh, check out commercecream.com and find out uh, you know who is building the best and be- most beautiful Shopify sites these days. Chris. And we're trying to update them as often as possible. Thank you. Hey. I'm, I, my pleasure, Kurt. I really enjoyed this conversation. I hope it was helpful and uh, the merchants out there who are you know, at a, a point where they're ready to go to the next level, I'd love, uh, I'd love to give them any information and any advice uh, they need to, to do that. Before we go, I wanted to tell you about our friends at Zapiet who helped make this episode possible. Have you ever wanted to offer local pickup in your store? 
Or how about scheduled local deliveries? Zapiet's easy-to-use app helps thousands of merchants do just that, offer store pickup and delivery to their Shopify customers right in their store. They've just launched a massive update that adds a ton of new features. To learn more about it and start your 14-day free trial and get 10% off if you stick with it, head to zapiet.com slash podcast. That's Z-A-P-I-E-T dot com slash podcast. Our program was produced today by Paul Rita. The unofficial Shopify podcast is distributed by EtherCycle LLC. We'll be back next week with more value bombs for Shopify store owners. If you're looking for more high quality and actionable advice on learning the business of e-commerce, join thousands of other Shopify store owners on our totally free newsletter at eCommerce Bootcamp. That's eCommerce-Bootcamp.com.